Welcome to Miss You Ass Arts and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and as we stated last week, this is a teen drama fire cast. Yeah, uh... We've we done had, it. We, we, had to, we had to burn the house down. We made a promise. Yeah. The promise was, if the cult and the game were not connected, we would burn this house to the ground. And the cult and the game, as far as we can tell... Are not connected. Are not connected. So we're sitting here in the embers of this home. But we're fortunately, the computer survived, so we were able to record this. We held it. We held it to our chest. Because <laughs> we were in, in the house when it, it burned down. Well, you know, you have to make it dramatic. There's one thing we learned from Cheryl. When you yes. burn your house to the ground. Yeah, she was not in... I mean, no, she wasn't in her house. Nana Rose was definitely in the house when she burned it down. Betty was also not in her house when she burned it to the ground. No, this is probably more of a um, Daenerys Targaryen thing where she's like, I'll light a fire and stand in it. And we'll see what happens. See what happens. Luckily, we too are dragon riders. Though that woman she had burned alive with her did did die. She did die. But the woman she had burned alive with her was a bad. Well, the woman she had burned alive with her was the survivor of an attack that she, that her crew committed on them so i'd say it's a gray area but then the woman did not save her husband during his <laughs> once again husband killed all of her like brothers and everyone else and also I, we can't discuss but this Daenerys <laughs> stopped her from being raped she said that she was already raped but she Daenerys was da- Daenerys reacted to someone who was in the proximity of her that she felt sad about she did do that. Which is which is a continuing thing for the two seasons that I watched of Game of Thrones. Is she continually was very sad about people who were in her proximity, but nothing outside of that. Well, Kevin, great news. I've watched all the seasons, read all the books, and after Daenerys became in charge of the Dorth- Dothraki, they no longer did a rape. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's good. So that's like baseline criteria for good people. <laughs> that's baseline criteria, yeah. Not yeah. doing a rape. Yeah. So welcome to our Game of Thrones podcast, <laughs> where we talk about the first two seasons. Because <laughs> they're because they're all I know. And I've heard... I mean, you exist in the world. You hear some of the later seasons. I have no idea what's going on or what happened at the end. So. What I will say about the end, nothing that happened made me mad. Yeah. However, it all moved real fast. And it was akin to a Riverdale episode where they were like, hey, we're checking off some plot points. But the development between A and B, meh. You know, I mean, it's weird for them to have their final season to be like six episodes. Like, well, So from what I understand, they were originally only going to do seven seasons. And then, I don't know, money and too many night shoots for Kit Harrington. That is not a real thing. I was spreading rumors. <laughs> <laughs> but Kit Harrington did do a lot of night shoots. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're going to do seven seasons, and they're like, well, the seventh season's going to be pretty long, so maybe we just, like... Take those six episodes and put them elsewhere. Instead of doing, like, a ten-episode season, let's make it eight seasons and do seven and six. That's the same, right? I don't know, it just, it all moved really fast, and you could tell that they, like, had a checklist from Jar Jar. Yeah. And they were like, all right, well, this happens, and this happens. And this person goes crazy, and this person is they, king. They, they said, check, check, check. They said early on that he told them the ending to the to the series. Yeah, so they so, they but, had those points. They just couldn't quite figure out how he <laughs> they envisioned it. They couldn't quite get there. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm making wild assumptions. But from what I saw, that's what I saw. Yeah. I but know. I'm not as outraged as most people. Once again, I essentially watched two seasons. I watched them on like DVD because they're on the DVDs. And I'm just sort of like, you know what? I'm good. If you so wish, I currently no. have HBO for I, a time. I don't. I once again, I stopped watching I, when I was when I was watching season two. I'm pretty sure season like five or six was on TV. Mm. Uh, so you could tell that I did not care about continuing it on. I I am not a fan of Game of Thrones. Oh, but the books, the books are so good, so much better than the TV show. So much fantasy, so much pathos, so much romance, so much Lady Stoneheart. Okay. But I also only read the first book. <laughs> so much Red Wedding. It's very clear that I am not into Game of Thrones, and it makes... And I, I just don't. I just don't. It's not, not my thing, I guess. It is long and wordy, and it is not for everyone. Yeah, it's very verbose. Well, we're here to wrap up Riverdale. And you know, we can't just sit here and talk about Game of Thrones, because this house is going to finish burning eventually, and then we have to run away. Yeah. I, I, and I figure, we let's start with the reason that this house is burned down currently. Um, and that's because of... The cult? <laughs> the cult in Griffin's and the in... game. So, I've been... I was talking to someone else about this, and what they said is, they're like, um, was there any indication ever that the cult and the game were connected? Um, and I'll say there was... So, me looking through all the stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, I kind of want to begin with this. I don't care if the show ever gave us a permanent thing between the two of them. The fact that they weren't connected is... isn't. So, the thing is, they both rose in the city at the same time. And there's actually a scene early on where Betty says that. She sees Ethel talking to Evelyn, and Betty's like, hang on. Everyone started playing G&G at about the same time that the farm started popping up. And, like, you know, uh, Edgar is sort of like this this king-type figure. And also, they keep on calling the manual the scripture. And they also both use the word ascension, Mm -hmm. which I understand is, like, a common religious term. But But it's a show. But it's a show. And if there's one thing we know about drama, yeah. it's that when you show a gun in the first act, it should go off in the fifth act. Yeah, the, the amount of power they put behind the word ascension and to have it be a red herring is... is It seems like they're like, haha, we're cleverer than you. Well, it, it seems like that moment where Betty asked... Um, uh, was it Edgar to see his back to see the tattoo should have been a moment where where I feel like the show wanted us to feel oh my god we even tricked this whole time but it didn't feel like that it just felt like okay find different evidence because clearly they must be related and I still I mean I understand I made this bold choice I burned this house to the ground yeah I still think they're going to be connected one day because the farm's not done. And and G&G apparently isn't done because there's still questions that have to be answered about it. We still don't know who is the original Gargoyle King unless if that actually was Penelope. Which It could is, have been. No. No, because Penelope's criteria for why she was mad at Riverdale yeah. was threefold. One, adopted to marry her brother. Yeah. Two... Everyone laughed at her when she said she was adopted to marry her brother, which happened Did they laugh at her? Did they laugh at her? According to Alice's version of the story, they did not. 
according to Penelope's version of the story, they did. Did she say laugh? I thought she just said, nobody cared, and I, then nobody cared when my son died. I thought she said they mocked her. They just laughed at her. She she said, I told them, and they didn't do anything. And I'm like, well, I mean, they were 16. Uh, so what we need is to go interview Tom Keller. No, nope, Tom Keller wasn't there. What we need is to go interview Sierra McCoy? Wait, didn't Tom, Tom, wasn't Tom Keller the one who covered for the murder of Dilton Doily? It seems as such. Because. Not Dilton, he covered for the murder of of Daddy Doily. Daddy Doily. Because. Because he thought it was connected to the original Griffins and Gargoyles murder, and they all promised never to say anything about it. So he, so he withheld evidence because. From himself. Because. Because he wants to protect one of his murderer friends? That's, that is, that is a very <laughs> bad I choice he made. Also, don't even think Tom Keller was there for that part. Because Tom, Tom Keller was not a part of the Midnight Club. I, I got, we did a lot of things where I looked stuff up. I honestly, like, I'm pretty sure he was the one who covered it up. He has to have, because he was the sheriff. Who, yeah, who else would it have been? Well, I mean, I mean unless it was Curdle Sr. <sighs> who will do anything for money. And and the chance to be creepy. So, Penelope's criteria for hating Riverdale. Yeah. Adopted to marry her brother. Friends mocked her about being adopted to marry her brother. Yeah. Son died. No phone calls. <laughs> Though they did go to his... Funeral. Funeral. And... I remember very and specifically, distinctly... Specifically, those kids went to her funeral. The ones who she's killing in... And Luke Perry Andrews went there to watch Jason be pulled from the river. Luke Perry Andrews clearly cared, and he was the only adult who was cast on <laughs> well, the show at that time. I mean, hold on. No, no. Alice was there, I remember, because she, she was the one who was like, well, I hope he's burning in hell. Okay, so I guess Alice deserves <laughs> to die. <laughs> but Penelope loves Hal. Well, and all- Wait, if Penelope loves Hal, why does she want to murder Hal's daughter? The one child he likes. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't quite understand Hal's thing <laughs> in that scene where, like, where he's like, okay, bring bring Betty in. You can murder the other three, but I want my daughter to murder me. <laughs> I want her to kill me and become the Black Hood. True. That does seem to be what he wants. Yeah. yeah the only thing we have to go by, because he's dead now, is what he has done, which is that he wants Penelope to kill the other three, but he wants Betty to kill him to become the Black Hood. Does, okay, I don't really remember <laughs> season two. Yeah. Does Hal ever really want to murder Betty, or does he just want Betty to be like him? He, um, it's... That was a long time ago. It's unclear as well. I do think he mostly just wants Betty to be like him. He wants her to get, like, there's a darkness in us, Betty. Just like his dad made him dark because they killed that... That murderer? Janitor? No, the janitor helped them kill the murderer. No, the janitor was a child who was adopted. Right. He he pointed out who the murderer was because his family was killed by that guy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) And then... So this no wait no Hal's that, dad killed the blossoms his brother the blossoms were, and then Hal had the thing where his mom where his mom videotaped him so he would where he was saying I'm a good boy and I'll cover for dad or something. I don't know I don't quite get his serial killer upbringing oh Hal's dad was a serial killer and the janitor child 
accused someone else of being the killer, and all the righteous people, including Grandma Rose, killed the... Was that it? (laughs) That's the problem with this show. (laughs) He said nothing makes sense, and the points don't matter. And people just murder other people all the time. Yeah. Um, Grandpa Blossom was not murdered by Grandpa... Cooper. No, he was. No, it was great grandpa. It was further oh, back. It doesn't matter the, how back far back. Too it many goes. twins. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Do you remember when I was trying to figure out the Jason thing and I forgot that Jason and Cheryl were twins and I was like, oh, twins run in the Blossom family. Jason has a twin. That's who the black. No, that's who the Gargoyle King is. And I was like, wait. <laughs> His twin. Jason's twin is Cheryl. Jason's twin is Cheryl. Though I who... have a question. <laughs> They're not in the same year of school, as I learned. Yes. <laughs> they messed it up. So here's the thing. Unless if Cheryl was held back, which I would not want to Which is Cheryl. not unreasonable. Cheryl went insane and was held back. Or the Blossoms were like, she's the bad child. Keep her in kindergarten. But here's the thing. In season one, these characters are sophomores. They're grade 10s. Yeah. But Jason was the captain of the football team, so which maybe is he why was in grade twelve. Which is why Archie and Reggie have their competition to become the captain of the football team, and then Reggie wins. Which a it's insane for two <laughs> sophomores to be on the football team, let alone be in the running for captain. But what was Jason? I don't know. I mean, that would also explain why Polly is like just outright out of school is because she graduated. Yeah, she's a she's an adult, so. <laughs> So either Cheryl was held back by two years. And you know what? I was okay if Cheryl was, like, a year ahead of those guys. Like, that would be okay. But from, from, from as far as we can tell, they are fraternal twins. Who are different ages. Who are different ages. <laughs> Man, she she really clenched during that uh, birth. She just held Cheryl in. She was like, no, I need you for Not longer. Not yet. Um, uh, so just going back to G&G for a second. Oh, yes. Because I'm trying to figure out, like... Okay. No, okay. Just just very quickly about the the whole connection between the two of them. Also, it's just thematically it makes so much sense that to not do it is not even a clever like misdirect. It's, it's just, just makes a missed no- opportunity. Because they're both so cultish. So what we know from the show is Griffins and Gargoyles was played in the mental institution. Okay, so what we because we just watched the episode the, the the Penelope's explanation, and what it is is that she learned it from the mental institution, which we found out about earlier because some male character talked about it being from there, like a well, a guy. Some mm, guy said it was no, no, no. The reason that we know that is because when Betty went there, she like heard from the nuns that essentially they used to send them to the gargoyles. Pack them up full of drugs, send them to the gargoyle statue. They they were afraid of the gargoyle statue, so they created a game. That game became Griffiths and Gargoyles. Okay. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. Penelope, who grew up at... Until she was, like, we saw that little kid. She was there from, like, until she was six. Yeah. They, they say in this, in that thing, or when Jughead's doing his whole, like, Sherlock Holmes, here's what happened thing, <laughs> says that... I think Betty was also doing it as well. They're yeah, sort of she like, was. They're sort of trading off with it. Um, that that Penelope introduced it to the Midnight Club, which puts a weird amount of like like onus on her that she did that. They found it in the desk during. They found their... it in the teacher's desk when 
uh, KJ Appa Andrews was trying to get his drumsticks back. Yeah. So was the implication there that she put it it in the desk to hide? And that's where they got it from? Because... So she knew they'd become fast friends and was like, ha-ha. But then what, what was her evil plan at that point? Because she wasn't mad at them yet. So, I don't so think what, they had shared their secrets yet. Um, I know, No, they didn't because they shared it in the game. So, so was that just a coincidence that they found G&G and she didn't mention, oh yeah, that's the game that was invented at the... At the mental institution I'm from. Well... When then, she revealed her, when she revealed her secret, instead of saying "I'm forced to marry my brother," she could have been like, "Hey, I played this game before. I was one of the people who helped make it. It does things. Um, I made it when I was six, which is why it makes no sense because six-year-olds made it. So then, so then, but then the question there really becomes: if if it wasn't put in there maliciously or something like that, if it was put in there Penelope, then who? Then, then well, who put it there? Well, also, who was the Ascension? Because I mean, the, the big thing with the Ascension Knight is that both Penelope and Dilton were like, oh, I don't know who. Um, and even if Penelope did make Ascension Knight, as far as I can tell from the Midnight Club episode, which yeah. is ostensibly from Alice's point of view. Yeah. So, And Alice is an unreliable narrator. <laughs> yeah. Penelope was not mad at them. At that time, I don't think no like un- unless if well here's the thing it's not even be mad at them her if her concept her concept is actually that she's mad at the town she thinks riverdale should be punished because they let her be sold to the blossoms that could already be be um in her st- stirring okay. inside of her so but, she made ascension night so just just going entirely off of what the episode or the scene we just watched says says that penelope got Midnight Club to play G&G to do the Ascension Night thing, which ended up with the principal dying. But the thing is, the chalices were in the woman's washroom. So there's <laughs> no way the principal could have been the in- intended well, target. Well, no, we already agreed he was not the indicated target. He was just a weirdo who walked into the women's washroom and drank <laughs> like, some... no, I have to drink this. And drank some liquid. We have long since put to bed that he is some sort of idiot. So... The people that Penelope was going to kill that night yeah. were Alice, Sierra McCoy, or Hermione. Yeah. Or herself. I, th- I think she just wanted to kill someone. She, but she, why? Because she wants to punish the town for... And then I guess when that night didn't work, she's like, well, that didn't work. The only choice I have is to marry my brother. And then... Let me seduce him. And then she... And then she helped Hal do his whole Black Hood no. thing. My, First, she grew up. (laughs) Okay, you're right. She became an adult. Then she was mad because no one called her when her son died. Except for they definitely came to his funeral. And his memorial cheerleader service. And also the entire family came. But no one in town did, so screw them. And then Hal became the Black Hood. Yes. And he tried to marry tried to murray tried to murder luke perry andrews yeah he shot moose and midge and failed desperately yeah he killed grundy it does say that it does imply that penelope um 
was Penelope, like, convinced him to kill Grundy, which I think she actually knew about the Grundy things. That kind of makes sense. But that seems inaccurate because he didn't start having an affair with her until she decided to become a prostitute. I'm just saying they showed that in the flashback. I know. I saw it in the flashback. <laughs> we just watched it, and I was like, but that's... I so, don't think the timeline. They they don't, because uh, that was the po- that was the first episode of episode two, of season two, where Grundy died. And, like, he definitely didn't stop, didn't start sleeping with Penelope until... I'm pretty sure it wasn't even until after Moose and Midge were shot that he that he got kicked out of the house. Once Chick moved in, he was all mad about Chick. Yeah, and that happened early on in season two, but not super early. So, so then he moved out, then he had the affair with Penelope, then Cheryl threatened Penelope n- and was like, no affairs with... We should clarify the things that are in the background that are being implied in this episode. While he was having the affair with Penelope, she found out he was the Black Hood and kind of like... It was like more Black Hooding. More Black Hooding, which he didn't really do. Well, no, he did ramp it up. He did the thing where he sent the cipher that sent everyone to the town council and he did lots of shooting there. I thought that was a uh, fake Black Hood. Who was fake Black Hood? No, Minetta. Remember when the sh- Oh, no, the, I'm thinking of the, the debate. Yes. Minetta was the debate Black Hood, but there was also the town council Black Hood. Was there? It was just there? like a town meeting. I don't remember that one. I don't yeah, think that happened. It did. <laughs> because remember, Betty was like, oh, no, we have to go back to the place where it started, the place where I gave the speech. That was not the debate. Um... I, wait, wasn't that just like the lights went out or something? Wasn't there also a Black Hood there? I, I think that was just a, some, I don't know. Fake Black Hood was definitely at the debate, though, because yes. Hermione broke up with Hiram, yeah. her husband, because well, he... Well, because he was shot at at Hermione. That was the yeah. thing. Um, so okay. she so was he, convincing him to do some Black Hood stuff. Which was maybe shooting a town council. Unclear. We can't remember correctly. All all it depends is that, she, that during this time, she was... He did successfully kill someone, though. She was Lady Macbething him, is what she was doing. Because he did kill Midge, yeah. who was objectively not a bad person. Though she did do drugs and sleep with fangs. <laughs> yeah, which Hal was like, oh, drugs. <laughs> How dare these teenagers sleep with other teenagers? Yeah. Meanwhile, according to what Penelope says, weren't they also nurturing Chick's murderous spirit? No. No, not now. It's a confusing because they showed the scene of Chick wa- of um of Benjamin Button Bud walking down the stairs. No, was until it was until Betty sacrificed Chick to um the Black Hood that and then the Black Hood was put away because she says because Betty says oh but the Black Hood was arrested. She said yes, that was a problem until his disciple came to me. Oh, so the show was okay. So Chick was won over by Hell's charming ways. <laughs> He said, I won't kill you. And Chick was like, cool, may I kill people? And Hal was like, yes, you may. <laughs> um, he never killed anyone. I think he just wanted, he's, his, his own, the only reason we get from Chick is who doesn't want to be a king. He killed lots of people. Benjamin Button, Dilton. Okay, I mean, here's, okay, very clearly, those people, those people chose to drink poison. But he, he let did them not put do a gu- it. He did not put a gun to their head. <laughs> And tell them, you have to do this or I will kill you. He put poison in front of them, and they're like, I'm down for that. Okay. I, I still do think he's a bad person, but uh, but also, come on. So Hal went to jail. Hal went to jail. Chick went to Penelope, because he yep. was like, where can I go? My sister, who's not my sister, turned me over to a murderer, who is now my dad. Yeah, so then she introduced him to G&G. And then he she- introduced 
been to G&G. So this guy he slept with six months ago, he was like, hey, here's hey, a fun game. <laughs> I'm still around. Uh, <laughs> then Ben introduced Dilton to G&G. And then at some point... The warden started playing G and G. Joaquin started playing G and G. Those girls in that town—remember the town where all the guys left? They started playing G and G. Did Hiram just see all this power and was like, "I also like power." Yeah. May I, I have your game? Do we need to discuss the fact that 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 Hiram might be in on it because he's part of the League of Stupid Evil with uh, Penelope, and she said what he was doing was allowing her to have a brothel, but also. This if, game? If she was the one who was... The problem being with G&G is they set it up as this big, like... Supernatural, like, like infectious virus. It tricks people into playing it like it's magic. But the reveal is that Pen- that just some angry Penelope was just like, Hey, I talked to this guy, he talked to this guy, and my plan was to get people to play it and die. I'm like... But why? Why does it? How? How? How does this game? And the, the why only... did Benjamin Button and Dilton have to die? Well, no. I, well, the thing is, like, I don't. It, it seems like part of the game is you have to drink poison, and I. The only way that works, Aaron, is if everybody in this in this town is just real dumb. Okay, like, like, like I, I get why the kids in the mental institution, which. Okay, full disclosure audience. Yeah. I realize that mental institution is not the politically correct way to phrase that, but like this is Riverdale. It's a mental institution. Well, I mean, it's like a full on 1960s. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing when we see this, this is a quiet mercy. That is not a 2019 hospital. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> is, is, a, this ni- is not inpatient therapy. This is a 1960s mental institution. That, 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 is, the, that is the thing where, where doctors go around and they're just like, look at all these crazies. Our job is basically just to make sure they don't eat each other. That is the yeah, kind like, of care you could expect from that place. Let's bring in some reporters. Yeah, so I think in this case, mental institution is the best way to describe that monstrosity of a place. Okay, so I understand why the kids in the mental institution would make drinking poison being a part of the game because I assume they're medicated and, like, they're making weird analogies. Well, they they already have this idea of, like, it is a, like, they have have deified a statue that essentially, I actually not very clear if they were drugged before, before the, because Hiram was the one who was putting the drugs into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yeah, so I don't know if, but, when Betty was there. But whatever it is, they have deified a statue, and because they were already unwell and not being treated, they were just sort of being, as we said, just sort of let to roam and not. Eh. And like maybe they have their pills and they save their pills and they grind their pills up and put like that's fine. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, apparently, why... apparently, the nuns are real good with poison, so maybe That's the true. nuns were just like, "And let's see if we can kill some of these people." Also, why are the nuns teaching nine-year-olds how to do everything about poison? Because that's what Penelope says. Yep. And we either, saw it, Penelope either, when she left. Either that, or Penelope stayed real close to Sister Woodhouse as she grew up, and was just like, "Teach me how to do poisons." I hate everything about Riverdale, but not you. <laughs> but not you, the person who actually did it. Okay, so. Back, um, I don't understand why actual functional humans, Dilton, yeah, Benjamin Button, Ethel Muntz, I guess Joaquin, yeah, the warden, an adult. <laughs> why are these? 
function the, all of the okay they're druggies but what about that grown man who was a guard from the prison I mean, I'm seeing with a warden who literally gets a quest to brand a child, does it, and then drinks poison when he's found out. Like, yeah, why are these people being com- compelled to drink and, poison? And as far as we can tell, like the warden feels like once again, G is apparently still around. I like, I, I presume next season's going to pick it up, um, but because we don't see Penelope, she's obviously wandered off yeah. somewhere. Which they tell us. What What was he? What who? Hiram was controlling him, right? Hiram was controlling him. So Hiram was also using G&G. By the time we got to the end, it seemed like he had nothing to, he had nothing to do with it. So Hiram... Okay, I guess if you put in your mind that Hiram is using G&G... Yeah. The warden choosing to commit suicide is him deciding to die on his terms... Not be murdered or tortured by Hiram. Well, I mean, which kind of makes sense. I mean, also it was after his his like underground um, fight, fight club, club was revealed. revealed, and he didn't know that like Hermione was might cover for it. He was just like, "Nope, I'm done." Though it does really they they really set up to be like, "I have failed the Gargoyle King, so I shall." Because he seems like he's super into it. Yeah, and he is like sixty. But I guess what he actually is just so afraid of the mafia. I mean, uh, yeah, as as you sh- as you, you as should you should be. be. Um, but why? Why is Hiram like? I will also use this game. When did he? It has to come from the League if, of Stupid Evil. If 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 like here's the reason why I think it would have been so much better if G and G was related to the farm because if the idea was that they were essentially putting the putting this game out to essentially put people into vulnerable states that the farm could come up and be like, hey. Your friend died. You survived this thing that, like, you don't understand. Come to the farm and we'll help you. Like, considering they're already harvesting organs, the fact that they're essentially weeding this town down through crazy suicide game, that is still an insane thing to do. But, but less insane. Yeah, and then the, well, the idea also that even if they survive it, they're essentially putting people in vulnerable positions. It's I still don't understand how this game is supposed to do that. Um, I, I just, I don't understand because I've played many games in my life yeah and if i don't like it i just don't play it anymore and the and i understand like part of that is suspension of disbelief this show has not done enough that allows me to suspend my disbelief that this, this much like ethel is, it seems actively afraid of the gargoyle king which is jason well, you know what? If my dead friend was alive, I would maybe also be afraid of him. Yeah, but she's the only one who seems to act that way. Like, once again, there's the kids who are playing it off in... How did it reach the other town? Oh, yeah, the other town. <laughs> yeah. it's Which all the... Hiram brought it to. Hiram... That's the only option I have, is that Hiram must have brought it to that town. Do you remember there was one episode where our secondary characters, Josie, Kevin, and... I think Reggie... Yeah, maybe. Decided to play Griffins and Gargoyles so they yeah. could understand what was going on. Yeah, there yeah, there's the thing where, where they were like um Were so the other play... midnight children. Yeah, no, yeah, we're gonna play this game. Uh that's never picked up on again. Yeah, literally nothing came of that. Josie's not even on the show anymore. Um speaking of gargoyles, something that that I had to look up because I had I found a note in my um in all my notes that didn't make any sense to me because I'm like, there's no way this could happen. <laughs> in episode six, when Veronica does that thing where she figures out there's ten missing minutes. Oh, because no adult would ever Cause, find that. Because no one would ever do the thing as look as such as looking to see if the evidence was tampered with, whatever. Um, she goes to uh uh she goes to find the missing ten minutes and she goes to her mom's office. There is a file folder. That she finds the video in that has the sim that has a gargoyle symbol on it. 
And what did Hermione do that? Did Hiram be like, put this on your thing and put it in this folder? It'll be so creepy. If one day someone finds it, they won't know it's us. Even though it's your computer. Yeah, the problem is that that when you look back at this this season, there are so many times where they're just like, oh, here's something mysterious, but it means nothing. And the thing is, they can't all be red herrings. They can't all be red herrings. And it... The, the problem is, especially that the, the the end of the season kind of acted like it wrapped a lot of this stuff up by having them all doing the whole thing where they all sit in the, the um the what do you call it, the, the booth together. And you know what? To be fair, when we watched it, I was like, ah, oh, okay. And then I thought about it some more and I was like, wait, what? There's a lot of dawning horror as you're like, this makes no sense. So was, Hi- did Hiram, was Hiram invested in using, we know he used it as the Gargoyle King because he had, he had uh, Tallboy be the Gargoyle King. Yes, that but, did happen. Okay, I'm trying to figure out, figure out the gang, the Gargoyle Gang. So, okay, so the Ghoulies yes. became the Gargoyles. Yes, we learned that because Joaquin says that in... Yes. Yes. Um, okay, so the Ghoulies... Became the gargoyles. Yes, and we found that out from Joaquin. Yeah, and at that time, the gargoyles were more of a Hiram gang. At that point, the gargoyles were really connected to the warden, and yes, because Joaquin stabbed Archie because of that. And at this time, also Kurtz was their was essentially their leader. Yes, and so once the Warden's Boy Fight Club got shut down, yeah, and the Gargoyles got really, really into cooking drugs. Yeah, they also killed Joaquin at that point. Yes. By making him do the uh, Ascension thing. Then... <laughs> then they found Kurtz. Yes. And then Jughead somehow convinced all of the Gargoyles... To join the serpents, mm. but not all of them. No. Because there was a secret, like, more gargoyles, gargoyles. No, though he didn't convince them to join. What happened is that after um, his mom came into town, like, because remember, Hiram gave up his drug trade, and I guess the gargoyles were just free agents. Right, which is when they just only did drugs all the time. Then um, they were also blocking the alcohol to the oh yeah they were shutting down the so after the um mid-season finale yeah the gargoyles were working for Hiram and stopping the alcohol runs but eventually when his drugs were or you know he's, no he's, he's, then he... FP ran a sting on them <laughs> you well essentially just frightened them off of because because they hired the serpents to protect that. At which point, I guess the gargoyles. This is where the gargoyles just sort of became free agents. Because the next time we saw them was when Gladys was like, "Hey, Jughead, you gotta go and get those gargoyles to join the serpents." Oh, that's right. And he was and, like, "They're druggies and weirdos," <laughs> which means they also have to go to high school. So they got them. They brought the kids to high school. The only way you could tell them apart is the serpents wore black and serpent jackets, and the gargoyles wore black and fingerless gloves. Yeah, and. And he was essentially doing that because his mom was like, you got to get them to work together. Oh, thanks. At one point, went undercover. Yes, that was during... When uh, Cheryl was doing crime and Jughead kicked out everyone who did crime. Fangs sold drugs. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Why did... What? What? He didn't go undercover for very long. It was just a sting operation. That's how they got Tallboy. 
Right. Yes. Yes. So Fangs was selling drugs because his mom needed money because that's every yeah. good gang member. Yeah. So they so, and then he went so undercover. They kicked him out. So that, so once they got down Tall Boy, that was when Hiram stopped being the Gargoyle King. Because it's also when Betty escaped the Sisters of Quiet. Oh no, Betty escaped the Sisters of Quiet Mercy before right the before, mid-season finale. Right before the mid-season finale. Um. Oh my God. So then the Gargoyles. So after. Tallboy was arrested. Then they became free agents. Then Gladys took them over. Then, but they were also still doing their own drugs. Well, no, no. Gladys took them over. Then FP made them sheriff's deputies, except for Kurtz, who was like, "I'm running away." There's even wilder gargoyles than you even yeah, know. And they were the ones that Gladys was using to make drugs. Yes, but Kurtz was also working with the actual gargoyle king, Penelope, for reasons unknown. Because <laughs> that's when he kidnapped JB. That's right, and Gladys was real mad about. Th- oh, why, you know, you know, you why know did Penelope make him kidnap JB? Because she, because at a certain point, she became weirdly obsessed with Jughead. Touche. All right. And then, uh, and then, oh, I guess, I guess, I guess, Chick did kill Kurtz because at the oh, end yeah. of the whole Kurtz thing, Kurtz is dead and. <laughs> Jughead just ran off into the night to save his sister. Yeah, and it and it was um Chick the Gargoyle King who was there. I don't think Penelope ever wore the costumes ever made but maybe in the past it was always Chick. It has to have only been Chick. Well, I mean also Tall oh, Boy. Yes. But Okay. Here's another question. Yeah. How tall boy how tall boy get that costume? They I mean it, it's it's like a cloak, a cow head, and some sticks. But it's he always made, the same. He made his own. But why? Are Hiram and Penelope a team? <laughs> it almost feels like they're two people who are like, hey, we're on the same side, right? Yeah, we're totally on the same side. And then they both do their own thing, but it's weirdly similar. It just, like, keeps intersecting. Because Hiram wanted to do drugs, and Penelope wanted to kill everyone in Riverdale. <laughs> Including Hiram, I guess? I don't... Remember her being like, Hiram will let me run a brothel. Actually, I want to murder everybody. Hiram was a part of the Midnight Club, right? No, no, no. no. son. Oh, no, he was a part of the other group. He was part of the other group because it ended. We didn't recognize him. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, he was part of the other group because even though it ended with um, Hermione Veronica or Hermione, um, oh, actress's name. Because originally Hermione and KJ Appa Andrews were going to get together. Yeah, but he, but he was a safe choice because he was rich. And then at the end of the after the after the principal died, um, his dad died, and he was so sad because he was too busy doing drugs and not being with his dad. And that made Hermione be like, "Well, I guess I now have to join the mafia, marry the rich guy." And I'm and I'm like, "That's different from the backstory you gave us before, which is that you chose the rich guy over because Hiram was not the rich guy. Hiram's mom was a maid, yeah, and he was running hustles." Or was her mom a maid? Either way, Hiram was poor but running hustles. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, my God. He was a scammer. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, by the way, just so people know, I figure we're just going to skip over the thing. Unless if you have something very... Nothing brought me joy this week. Yeah, I mean something, but I feel like we're just going to keep going on this. I just watched only Riverdale. Okay. um... Okay. So, the Gargoyles. Then Kurtz did his own thing where he also worked for, for Penelope. Yeah. 
but also Gladys. Yeah, well, until the raid happened, at which point he was no longer working for Gladys. But then there was the super, super gargoyles, because there's the gargoyles who are now the serpents. There's the gargoyles who are cooking drugs for Gladys. But then there's the gargoyles who still the gargoyles for Penelope, because we saw in the last episode that she still had gargoyles. Who are these men? There's also the, bo- there's also the Boy Scouts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which The littlest one. Yeah. He was almost murdered by... Yeah. How? <laughs> I don't know what how that fits into Penelope's plan. I don't think it does. I think that was a Dilton thing. Yeah, I think Dilton and Ethel just did stuff, and Penelope was like, if I just <laughs> like, ignore this. Like, Ethel is clearly not part of the plan, though they do mention, like, oh, but... Uh, <laughs> this is so insane to me. She taught it a chick, and he tried to teach it to Benjamin... The, who taught who it to Dilton, Dilton, who taught it to Ethel, who taught it to a whole bunch of kids, and then they just... I like how they have that this whole ch- weird chain of like, oh, well, she like snuck it in by teaching it through Chick, who taught it to this guy, taught it to this guy. But then she just mass prints the manual and gives it to everyone. And it was Penelope who did it. It has to be. I mean, yeah, because apparently this is her plan, and she wants to kill Riverdale through... She wants to punish Riverdale, which clearly means kill... Through G and G, a game that is for children, <laughs> but will make you kill yourself. So, Ethel and Dilton went rogue. It's here's sorry, just very quickly. Here's something that's very upsetting to me: the the fact that the, the game makes you kill yourself, but the big reveals that Penelope wants everyone to kill themselves. I understand that, like, I mean, yeah, a a equals a, but. It just feels underwhelming that her entire plan is like, oh, this game makes you kill yourself, and I want people to do it because I want them to be dead. I don't understand why Penelope only wants to kill children. Kill the adults, (laughs) Penelope. Penelope, like... Kill the people who did you wrong. Here's the thing. Penelope is clearly... She is insane. Yeah, like, like, she clearly has some very skewed morals, but... They give her speeches like she's some sort of mad genius, and she's not. She's just this weird flailing monster. Which is actually maybe better for Penelope to think she's a genius, but she's actually just a crazy, crazy. And I and I like, like and I like that, but I wish, but it it doesn't feel like the show's treating it that way because they had Jughead do the whole like Moriarty, I have figured out your plan type thing, but she, but. It's not like like don't get me wrong. Like discovering who who the gargoyle king was was essentially based on who's still alive and has not been seen on the show in a little bit. This is true because the gargoyle king could have just been another random person she picked, but of course it's someone we've met before. The gargoyle king could have been her. It could have, except for you know you see in there, but yeah, like it it could have been her. It was just her with a mustache on. It's Jason. Yeah, the things that like, they it really does feel like the and also she's just gone now. They they don't wrap up where she went. They did say she just escaped. Yeah, she just escaped. Chick is in jail. Hal is dead. She's got a bunch of gargoyles and she wants to kill Riverdale. Okay, so the League of Stupid Evil. So j- j- just to be very clear. Also, Penelope's now done. Like they're not going to try to do a, do a let's redemption her, arc. Yeah, yeah. Let's, how actually she loves her daughter. No, like she's done. Right? No, she hates her daughter. Yeah, just want to make it very clear that she like. They're not going to gracefully integrate her back into, like, everyday... Like, remember after Betty ran away from the the cult and then she was just hanging around with them the next day? Yeah. Yeah, like, they're not going to do that sort of thing, right? I don't think so. 
Because if we have an agent of chaotic evil on the show, no chaotic, chaotic neutral, it's Cheryl. We don't need her mom. I mean, I, I mean, her mom's obviously still going to be staying around, but I think she's, she can, she has a pop up like Penny B Peabody pops up, where she just pops up and it's like, and ah, now I'm evil. Okay, so the original League of Stupid Evil. Yeah. Hiram. Yeah. Still stupid, still evil. <laughs> yeah. Penelope. Yeah. Still stupid, still evil. Got her brothel. Very happy. <laughs> and but. But apparently that wasn't her actual thing she wanted. You know what? I'm okay with that because I hated the brothel. So I'm glad she had more layers. <laughs> though, though, the idea is that she told Hiram, here's what I want from your League of Evil. I want to have a brothel, but that's not actually what I want to do. What I want to do is put this game out there. Well, she's like, I want a brothel. Hiram, let's have a secret conversation. <laughs> the others can't know. Don't. Well, no, Penny Peabody knows because she appears later in the game. Oh, true. Also, let's be very clear. Hiram put out a quest for Archie. Also true. Like, he called it a hit, but... He... But it was a quest, and then he was like, Oh, shoot, there's like 11 cards out there. Oops my goops. Yeah, like... <laughs> like, he, like, that's what he did. Okay, also in the league. Um, the, uh... Claudius. Yeah. Still stupid, but dead. <laughs> oh, right. Him dead. Who killed him? Um, he was went to jail? Yeah. And was killed in jail by Penelope with poison. I guess it was Penelope then. Okay. All the poison. Fair enough. Um, then also there was in the league. The ghoulie guy. Matthias or something. Malachi yeah. or Malachi, something. Malachi. Yeah. Melichor. Yeah. Him. That's mysterious. It. That's it. Maybe stupid. That's... Maybe <laughs> evil. Not, Who knows? Not around. Not on the show. Also in the league. Penny Peabody. Yeah. Still stupid. Still evil. Still alive. <laughs> okay, so I was listening to one of De- her old... Missing one eye. I was listening to one of her old episodes today. Yeah. And we we're talking about how Gladys is like, she has blood on her hand. She's the bad one. And you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe Penny Peabody will pop up. Who knows? <laughs> you were right. She had so much blood. Penny Peabody bled so much from the eye. And she just, first just a pop in, just been like, yeah, I've been hiding behind the scenes. Head wounds, they bleed so much. Yeah. Because she and she was hired, let's be clear, by Penelope to be in that stupid game that Kurt was doing to fight Gladys. Also, why does Penny Peabody hate the Joneses so much? It's never made clear. Because they didn't pay her her hundred dollars for getting FP out of jail. No, but she was mad at them before that. Was she? Yeah, she said. To the, well, that's what. That's also remember that Gladys knows Penny Peabody. Oh, that's right. Like, like there's clear. She has clearly some sort of hatred on for the Joneses. And don't get me wrong. Now it kind of makes sense, but but it did it before. So, okay. So we saw the League of Stupid Evil in the season two finale. Yes. And then we never saw them again? No, we, we saw the League of Stupid Evil at the beginning of this season. I have a note that says League of Stupid Evil in the season, episode one of this season. So okay. we did see them again. So are we led to believe that Hiram and Penelope are working together? I don't know. Penelope has suggested nothing along those lines. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the... Th- and if they were working together, it fell apart at some point, but they were both doing the, the Gargoyle thing. King thing. But he was doing it for drugs, and she was doing it. And it's so weird that she would let him do that. That he would essentially besmirch, 
the Gargoyle King for drug reasons, but then she could also just take those saints. It's like she loaned him the Gargoyles. Like, yeah, you can use these guys who are essentially my weird here's, slave army. Here's a costume. Maybe you make your friend that tall boy wear it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you want to go over some questions that I had? Yes. Maybe I ha- I'll have answers. I don't have too many of them. Um, uh, yo, what up with that prison? Yeah, to what end? To to what end? I think Hiram is in that prison right now. <laughs> I mean, sure, that's a terrible idea. But when has when has when has anyone in Riverdale ever been shown to have good judgment? Especially especially in legal systems, the FBI has been in that town for apparently this entire year. Did they not inform the sheriff about it? Well, maybe they did. Maybe they told <laughs> Who's Mineta. Mineta then he died. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, we can't tell more sheriffs. They'll also die. But that means that Hiram would have known. I mean, True. Th- I mean, that entire- No, Hiram was in Hermione's pocket. No, I, Mineta was in Hermione's pocket because he was literally with his penis in her lady <laughs> Yeah, but he worked for Hiram. Like, Hiram was the one who had him shoot at Penelope, which means he worked for both of them. So, I don't know. It feels like at some point, at some point, Hermione and Hiram were working together. And then they changed, after Hermione was shot at, she was like, mm, done with this. I mean, I'm assuming that Alice went informant, essentially, like, because season two ended with Penny being like, or not Penny, Polly being like, hey, let me let me tell you about the farm. So I figure she went off, looked at the farm, was like, oh, Oh, this is troublesome. Oh, and then she, like, called the FBI and was like, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> and Charles was like, hello, Alice Smith. I've been waiting for this phone call. <laughs> I thought you might be calling me eventually. So I assume, I'm assuming she's been on them the entire time, which does not make a lot of things she does better. It just makes her real method actor. She's just gone so deep. <laughs> And unfortunately, she is the second best mother, on, third best mother on this show. Yeah. First uh, best, Molly Ringwald Andrews. Yeah. Second best, Sierra McCoy. Not to her own daughter, more so to other people's daughters. That's true. Oh, hey, we should mention something very quickly. We figured out why Josie McCoy left the series, because she left the series. Josie McCoy has a new TV show. Where she, which takes place in the future. She's 20 in it. And she's the show stars Lucy Hale, you know. From uh, Pretty Little Liars and Life Committed or Complicated or whatever. Yeah, so it's Katie Keene, which takes It's pl- an Archie character. Yep, and it and it's uh, it really feels like it is more of your, like... Gossip like, Girl? Yeah, yeah, Gossip Girl, sort of a younger Sex in the City type thing where it's like, oh, it's these young artists trying to make it in New York. And I'm like, so that's going to take place four years in the future? You know what? That's the show I want. And they're like, there might be crossovers. And I'm like, okay, you have one show that's magical. You have one show that's the future. You can't... You're you're bad at this. (laughs) Don't do crossovers. (laughs) Okay, I want to point out, he is very upfront that um, Sabrina and Riverdale are in the same world. Yeah, you did the research. They're in the same world. Yeah, he... he, The only reason he says he doesn't want to do the crossover is like, oh, I think it'll just confuse people. There's magic in the Riverdale world. But I'm not putting it out of the way because, I mean, they're just... Like, like maybe they'll just, like, they hear about a haunted house and then head over to Greendale and it turns out it's the the Spellman house. And, like, you can't do that! You put magic in the world! You can't do that! And you know what? Magic being in the world makes Riverdale make so 
so much more sense. Except, except for, can you imagine watching a TV show where that magic exists, but none of the characters know it, and you're just like, well, why is this happening? And you're like, because of magic. I kind of like it. <laughs> you stupid muggles. If a show did it well, I kind of like it. I mean, it has to be a comedy, though. That's the thing. Kevin, let's write this. TM, 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 our idea. World with magic, but none of the characters know. It's ours. I kind of want to watch Katie Keene, just to be very clear, like, okay, the state this world is in is the state that Riverdale has to be in if it lasts for four more seasons. (laughs) Ah, Josie McCoy. You can't do a crossover because they don't take place at the same time. (laughs) That's not how time works. (laughs) That's not what a crossover is. You got to be like, oh, here's Katie Keene. She'll be important in four years. And the only person who will meet her is Josie. <sighs> okay. Okay, more questions. Um, hey, yo, that sexy dad gang never happened. Oh, yeah. We we kind of had it when they went off to find the boys, but then the, the nothing never really occurred and, with and that. And they didn't all go, and now it can never happen again. Well... Yeah, like, like they had a moment where the four of them was like, yeah, we're going to figure this out. And then all of them just got a real, it, you know, it's very it's very true to life where you're like, hey, fr- you know what? We should do this. We should meet up. We should play board games every single week. Uh, can't we do that right now? I got I got a job I got to do. And and then life happens. And then Luke Perry Andrews just has to go on a never-ending road trip. Yeah, so <laughs> so it's weird that this, that sexy dad game got, gang got set up and then never really... And it didn't even happen because real life things got in the way. Yeah. It happened because TV show life things got in the way. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, Penelope's plan. Nana Rose knew about that for weeks. Well, you know, I feel like she's been telling Cheryl for weeks and Cheryl's like, shut up, Nana Rose. I love the con. I yeah. Now, with this last episode, I'm starting to believe that Tony might be a, ba- a bad person. <laughs> To be fair, both I think Cheryl Tony, sort of rubbed off on her. Both Tony and Cheryl have been farm members, and I think they live there. Um, maybe. So, oh, oh no, yeah, Cheryl does have a room. So maybe Nana Rose <laughs> found out just when they moved into the farm, and she was like, "Oh no, who am I going to tell?" <laughs> Just an old lady. So when she found Tony, she's like, oh, finally, someone else. I have to tell someone. No one visits me. Help the children. <laughs> oh, that poor, that poor. That poor, creepy-eyed old lady. That poor, creepy-eyed old lady. Um, well, I think there's something to discuss. And I think we can discuss it as we bring up the fact that we have, like, a CW moment winner for this entire season. I asked Aaron, hey, come up with a CW moment for this uh, for this entire for this season. entire season. We'll discuss it beforehand to see if we sort of overlapped it. And we did. It was a moment that played only for drama. And you and you might have guessed it because it's the thing we have not talked about yet in 55 minutes. Why that quarantine? <laughs> I always wanted to expand it to what? Hiram, what? I have watched this entire season... I can explain most things. Like, I'm better than Kevin is at, like, going <laughs> behind the story. Yeah. And, like, filling in the blanks. I don't know what Hiram wants. I don't think that you're better than me. Is you're more willing to do it. <laughs> That's true. You are more willing to put in the extra work that I'm just like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, so Hiram, 
has been buying up property. Let's let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. He's been buying up property. So, secretly, he buys all the property. He buys <laughs> south side property. Yep. He decides to make a prison. Okay, that yeah. all makes sense. Okay. And Jughead is like figuring out, and he's like, oh, you're doing this. What are you doing? But he's also, like, working up to something else. And what we get... The final thing, and his whole thing with the League of Super Evil, whenever they're talking, like, oh, he's going to create a town where laws don't apply, where we can do whatever we want. Now, that is just from Penelope, so she might just be like... <laughs> she, she is an just, unreliable narrator. She, she might just have misunderstood. Uh, but we have the thing where Veronica and the ROTC guys go running into her office. Mom, you can't do this. We have to stop you. It's too late, girls. She's drinking. Too late. It's too late. We can't. All the all those, you know, we, we start cutting around and there's like roadblocks being brought up and his jug head and um his FP, FP riding on their motorcycles. No, you can't come into town. Quarantine. Yeah, the town is under quarantine. So we think we're gonna come back from the mid season break and it's gonna be a real like one hundred Mad Max situation where like Betty's on the outside. Jughead's on the outside. FP's on the outside. Luke Perry Andrews on the outside. People are trying to sneak in. People are trying to sneak out. Veronica, Veronica's on the inside trying to take down whatever her dad is doing. Archie's the, in Canada. The, the farm is on the might outside. be on the outside or the inside. Hard it's, to say. Uh, it's unclear. I think it would be cooler if they were on the inside because then it's like the, the farm is essentially unfettered by the outside world. That's back when I thought they were a lot more culty than they actually they, they I, being I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty culty. They're still pretty culty, to be fair. Um, so we think all of this is happening. Cut to two or three weeks later after watching some OC. I can't remember how many. Two or three? I, I think it may have been, it been three weeks. It was Christmas break. Yeah. Cut Christmas to, break ends. Cut to an indeterminate amount of weeks later. It's been an indeterminate amount of weeks later. We hear later that Jughead has been gone for five weeks, and that makes everyone real mad. But we just we just pick up, and it's done. And what do we learn is the reason behind this quarantine? It made things hard for Veronica. No, it's so that Hiram could move his drugs. He promised Hermione that he would get rid of the drugs, and he needed the quarantine to cover for it. Because he's been making the girls have seizures, remember? Oh no! The girls had seizures because of the runoff. Yeah, so he had drugs. so he had to like get rid of the drugs, right? Because Hermione didn't want the runoff anymore to give girls seizures. Only girls. Also, also during this time, the gargoyles led by Hiram yeah. were hassling Veronica's secret speakeasy. Yes, though mo- though mostly just because you're under quarantine. There's only so much you can do while you're under quarantine, but really nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing happened with that. And there's no way he was building for the quarantine so that he could move the drugs. Like, he had to have wanted it for other reasons. And, and like, it, it's almost like they wrote up to that point and they're like, okay, he has the quarantine. Now what does he do? And they're like, um, hmm. What does he do? <laughs> We have we have to put these people together. Mm, those dogs aren't very happy. The dogs also don't understand the quarantine. Well, they also don't understand why the house is burned down. Uh, <laughs> just barking off in the distance, <laughs> run running into the prairie, running about, being like house, house. <laughs> Where's, Where's the house? house? <laughs> um, but the only the only thing we got we we got that he did while it was done was get rid of the drugs that were giving girls seizures. But 
But why then? Why was Hermione like? It's already been done. Why was Hermione sad about it? She should it? be so happy. She got what she wanted. No more seizure drug runoff in the water. The implication is that she forced him to have a quarantine. Other question. Why, when all the girls were having seizures, did Betty only have a hallucination? I think it's just because... I I'm I feel like that might just be because we were seeing things from her point of view. Oh, in so the maybe story. the other girls were also having hallucinations. Like, when Josie did have hers, it was when Minetta was shouting at her about how if, how, like, how if they helped Archie escape, they would also go to jail. So she might have been hallucinating something there, because there's a lot of weird cuts. Also... Does that mean the farm actually held babies over a fire? I'm I I have no Here's here's the thing. I have no idea about that. Remember when also there's a moment where Betty's freaking out while talking to Edgar and she visualizes the babies being dropped in the fire instead of being held like Oh yeah, instead of seeing them fly, she sees them fall. But that nothing came of that either. Here's the unfortunate thing I have to say about that. I think that was a cool idea someone had. Fair. And pe- period. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes it's okay okay for cool things to be cool. And, and you know what? I accept your explanation that Betty, we got to see her her, her hallucination because yeah. we were inside her head. Yeah. We've never been inside anyone else's head yeah. during, a, during a seizure before. So yeah. and, I'm cool with that. And, and here's the thing. I agree with the cool things are cool. I would have liked another explanation for that scene. I would have liked something that clarified what actually happened. Because all we saw was Alice's explanation, which was, oh, we were having a cookout. No, the babies weren't even there. Um, but and what weirded me out the most is they had this scene later where she saw the babies being dropped into the fire, which which is hard to imply to me that, like, oh, is she... Do they drop babies into a fire? And is she, like, now remembering what actually happened? No, I think that scene was to show that she was hallucinating once again, because that was when she was being um, hypnotized. Yeah, I guess so. So I think it was... What, was that being... I don't I think it was just when... No, she... it was when she was being hypnotized the first time, when she talked to herself, but it was actually Polly. Why is Polly working with Edgar? I know that's going to be answered later, but why is Polly working with Edgar? I'm assuming that Polly does not know about the harvesting but is really into the teachings and is willing to then like like, like, oh if i do this it'll bring betty around yeah i i I assume that like edgar was like because remember his whole his whole like thing is you inflict pain to take pain away so i can see him being like no polly we have to put your sister through this you're like he probably told polly like oh no your sister is bad she's evil i can see it inside of her but if we do this we'll pull the evil out yeah we we have to first make her confront the evil so you you have to go pretend to be here you have to make up these things that she did that will make her confront bad things and you know what with the hallucinations they can do in the hypnotism he could have even convinced her that like the That's bad actually things happened. actually happened yeah, yeah she saw someone else who convinced her of that <laughs> like polly saw jason Polly saw Jason. And they used him to convince, which is a is corpse. a corpse. <laughs> so, which means... A corpse with a microphone. <laughs> it's just Edgar sitting behind oh, the no, microphone clear- being like, hello, <laughs> I like I used I'm to- Jason Blossom. I like I used him with a microphone. I just think he was crouching behind him. <laughs> just like, hello. <laughs> it's I, Jason. <laughs> he knows nothing about Jason. So he's like, gotta stay away from specifics. <laughs> I am so excited that Chad Michael Murray is going to be on the show some more, I assume. I mean, yeah, the the farm isn't done. It's it's so annoying to me that they had that thing where he, where 
<laughs> Kevin was like, they left me here. So we had to see her as you explain it. And, and I'm like, he said nothing? Yeah, and we just didn't get the explanation. Because there's no in-story reason for that to happen. That is entire, like, the entire end of this season was all non I keep on dodging non-diegetic stuff of like we didn't hear about um about the 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 cult I called the cult because yeah, yeah. uh, we didn't hear about the cult because we need we, to do that next season we, we we saw the um that whole bloody like spring break thing cuz next season next season which I guess means it's Archie in senior year now yeah so even though <laughs> you don't have to pass the SATs to go into senior year, no, no. But I just... oh, you're saying he didn't drop out of school? <laughs> yeah. Well, now he's decided he wants to start his rec center or halfway house. <laughs> he's got to take the SATs again. So, you know what? Now he has his mom. <laughs> he's like, you can take the SATs again, boy. You can take them many boy. times, Archie. Boy, you can take. <laughs> I don't know why I decided his mom's Kratos. <laughs> boy, you can take those SATs, boy. Well, I mean, that's also FP. <laughs> oh right, FP is Kratos. Because <laughs> he says "boy," though. What you thinking, boy? Write those SATs. FP had a really weird end of the season where you just sort of like Jughead. I need your help. I can't be the sheriff by he myself. The amount of responsibility that he put on his son is insane. When he had other sheriff's deputies. <laughs> Grown man police officers, grown woman police officers, people who have training. Well, I mean, I I, I feel like if we have to assume, remember the FBI, they're like, okay, can't tell Mineta. He's clearly owned by Hiram. And I mean, <laughs> I don't and know then, what their relationship is. And they're like, well, then Hermione put her friend FP in the sheriff. Oh, I don't know I, if we can tell him either. I was more of thinking, like, I can't tell FP. He'll just tell Jughead who will tell Betty. <laughs> <laughs> and and then she'll know that I'm her brother, and I have to tell her that. <laughs> well, I think it's more of, more of like like these people will just tell everyone, and then everyone will know that Alice is a mole, and I can't have that. Um, I like the idea of, of FP just being like, "Boy, get in here, boy." The FBI says <laughs> that they're gonna run a sting operation here in town. I don't know what to do with that boy. Give me your opinion on that boy. You're playing G and G, boy. <laughs> your lips are blue. Lips are blue, boy. <laughs> Jughead's like, I I just had some Pop Rocks, Dad. I don't... I... The reactions that that everybody... Like, the, here's the thing. The actors are good. And I have... To, and I know they're good because they're playing the dumbest stuff. It's like, true. None of, none of them are written like human beings are written. Their reaction to, like, the G&G thing in the past where the principal died is for them to be like, and we never speak of this again, and I will cover up a murder if it happens, because we cannot, one of us killed them, no one talk about this, because one of us is definitely a murderer. So I have a question. How did they know Blue Lips? What do you mean? Well, FP's like, I know you're playing a boy, your lips are blue. Yeah. Well, because because the principal had blue lips. Well, that could be anything. Aaron, they made very strong assumptions. Once again, let's not. T- one of us is a murderer. Let's not tell anyone. Sheriff Keller wasn't even there for that scene. <laughs> one of us is a murderer. Let's not tell anyone. Maybe he was there for that scene. I just thought it was only the original I Midnight t- Club. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I've talked to other people about that, and no, and I. 
I'm upset that nobody is as weirded out about that as they are as I am. They're just like, no, I mean they're scared kids. I'm like, yeah, no, but they're scared because one of their people that they know tried to kill them, and they're like, well, it's not, they, they they took they took the see no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, it approach doesn't make sense. It. The way you solve it is by having a bunch of weirdos running around the school that night. It could be one. I mean, they were the weirdos running around. This, they were LARPing with drugs. But you have LARPers they don't know. Well, and, and like, once again, going that these people don't act like human beings, the fact that they're like, oh man, the game made us do it, when they clearly were taking so much drugs that night. And it's always the drugs that makes them do it. It's never the game. <laughs> it's never the game. It's The, the only people, the, here's the thing, the only people who willingly chose to like kill themselves with the game are Ethel, Benjamin, and Dilton, who I think they kind of set up to already be kind of, like, sad. I This is going to sound very judgy, and I don't mean it in a judgy way. I yeah. mean it in a, like, I'm going to say some stereotypes. Yeah. These are sad losers. Yeah, like, I mean, that is, that is the way that they are portrayed on the show. Dilton is the, is the weird survivalist kid. Benjamin Button is, I guess we have to assume that as well. Like also, clo- very clo- closeted. I think. Clos- I think his thing is he's closeted. Yeah, and-, and maybe he was in love with Dilton. Maybe I. I know that um, Ethel thought w- was in love with him. And Ethel is just so messed up. Yeah, like I like, mean, her dad tried to kill himself, and then it was all about <laughs> Veronica. Yeah, I mean, e- Ethel needs Ethel needs better things. God, Ethel. Ethel I, just needs to meet a they, nice group they, of friends. They said to the sisters of Quiet Mercy, the worst part, the worst place for anybody to go. It's not a good place for children. Like, we're, we're, we're like, oh man, the this the straight conversion. I can't. That sucks. It's a real bad place. Then we saw the upstairs. And we're like, it's no better upstairs. It's worse. It <laughs> might be worse. At least the straight conversion camp kids get to watch movies. <laughs> it's true. Straight conversion movies, but movies. <laughs> that, oh, fair enough. They, they don't get to play G&G. They don't. Or do they? Uh, who knows? <sighs> it it was a incredibly weird and uneven, and the closer you look at this season, the weirder it gets. Because I will say, objectively, it was a fun season. Yeah. Cool things happened. Really good costumes. I, I loved the episode where they played their own parents. Yeah. It, was it a good episode? No. But was it super fun to watch? Did it, yes. Did it ruin continuity? Yeah, it did. But seeing KJ Appa play Luke Perry was like the highlight of my year. He did such a good Luke Perry. This this show is amazingly swingy with like quality and stuff and even fun there were there are episodes where i'm like this is fun and what's going on here is fun and there's moments where i see a path forward that i think will be cool but it never takes that path like the entire farm thing was really well done with like how cults work they did such a good and the casting of chad michael murray as edgar yeah he was so good as the charismatic cult leader and i got why people were like oh yeah i do need this yeah and for now i'll say that for some reason um it's the fact that the cult was not connected to g and g makes me like the cult less i i don't mind their reveal of they are organ harvesters because that is a perfectly really creepy thing for the cult to be and i was impressed the show managed to surprise me yeah um i don't 
get why Evelyn stayed at the school after Betty. Betty continually finds evidence of things and then doesn't do anything about it. Betty is 16. I know, but... (sighs) Betty's life is very hard. Her dad is a serial killer and her mom is garbage. Like, so Betty's real good at, like, being... I'd like Nancy Drewing and being like detective, but Jughead is a lot better follow through. Like and that's that's why they need each other. Betty's so good at figuring things out, but Jughead needs to be there, like, all right, and now we do things with it, it. <laughs> and now we just move on and find some another other mystery. No, 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 no. You have discovered proof of a very bad crime. You discovered that a 30-year-old is currently going to a school. So now you tell a social worker, <laughs> and then you tell the school board. Don't Not... tell Weatherby. He knows. Or just tell... I don't know. I feel like you... I feel like at this point it's been very clear that the FBI is around and contactable. <laughs> Well, you know what? Now they know. Oh, yeah. Next season, FBI presence is there. I can't wait to see how that works. And Betty's brother is an FBI agent, which means they have a direct line to the FBI anytime they want. I predict they'll use it twice. Do you want to be in a really cool moment if Betty was like, Evelyn, why are you still going? Like, like Betty was confused. Why is Evelyn still going to school? I told people about it. Why is it happening? And it's because the FBI blocked it because they didn't want to tip off Edgar. The Everett. Ooh. Yeah. Like, that would be a cool. And there'll be a mystery being like, wait, how is. How did she stop this? Like, I. I told someone, and maybe that was a time. Like, they couldn't fit that in there. But I feel like that's cooler than just being like, Cheryl being like, why are you still going here? Aren't you 30? <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale. Man, it's going to be a while until... uh... It's going to be a long time. Hey, Kevin, did you receive a gift in the mail? No. Really? No. I sent you the third season of The O.C. Well... Maybe I don't. It didn't come. Oh, At least no. I mean, maybe maybe it came today. At some point, I just didn't notice. It came through Amazon. Well, maybe it came, maybe it's upstairs right now. I don't know. Oh, I don't no. go. I don't go out the front door. Oh no! Oh no! Well, we're gonna watch the OC. <laughs> we got a week. Yeah. See. Yeah, we're gonna come back with OC for season three. <sighs> and what? Riverdale will be back one day. One day, as long as we got. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably be back before what twenty five weeks. Probably. Unfortunately, we also have to spend some of these indeterminate amount of weeks rebuilding this house. Yeah. But for now, let's just sit here in the in the ashes and... In the crackling embers of our home. And we wait. Thank you for listening to this wrap-up episode. Thank you for joining us on this Riverdale journey. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what to do. I think I think this time we'll just let us let us bask in what is honestly the weirdest damn thing I've ever experienced which was season three of Riverdale. I liked it? I did it.